Good evening, everybody. This is your host, Huge Pop, from the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast with my boy, Reek Reek. Tonight, we have a professional wrestler. He was part of the Dirty Blondes. He wrestles for TCW Thunder Championship Wrestling. His name is Brian Brock. Welcome to the show, my guy. Hey. Welcome, man. Welcome. Thanks How for having me. How you doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Down here, down here in Tampa. There you go, man. Um, so what's the weather like there right now? Uh, it ain't bad. It's actually, uh, it ain't bad. It's been in about the 80s down here lately, so not too hot, and it ain't ever cold, so. <laughs> it's raining here in the Panhandle, and it's about 70, so. Oh, yeah. well, see, you got 70. It's raining here, now. I'm looking at about 57. Hey, man, move, <laughs> move, move south. That would cause, that would solve everything. Your problem with no problem, independent wrestling, and it'd be warm, so move south. Uh, and then you could be by your grandkids. There That's you go. right. Uh, Missed them. So, um, Brian, um, how old were you when you became interested in watching wrestling and go through that little stage of your life? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly how old I was when I first saw it, but I remember. Uh, I remember going to it for like going to see live wrestling for the first time, and I think I was about six or seven. Yep, that was. Uh, I was down here. My dad took me to. Uh, they were running NWA Florida at the the old Armory, like the famous Armory. Yeah, they even ran it on Tuesday nights, like in the like in the old days. Nice. Uh, Some yep. of the guys you met down there, like who'd you go to see? Uh, well, the main event that night was uh, Steve Kern, Brian Blair against the Bushwhackers. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, they talked about. I I like I like fell apart and started crying and freaked out. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, the cool thing is, I I ended up, uh, I ended up getting getting trained by Steve Kern. It was kind of all a, right. Nice, nice. Kind of cool moment. <laughs> so did the Bushwhackers come out like this? Oh yeah. Thing? yeah. Yep. yep. Cool. Doing their little thing. <laughs> yeah, Rico. Uh, those guys are pretty sweet, man. So, uh, who would you say had like the the greatest influence or impact on your life? Like, and kind of got you in into wrestling. Oh, definitely my dad. Yeah. Definitely your dad. Yeah, he's a big fan. Well, yeah, big fan in his younger days. And then, <laughs> you know, taking me, he always got a kick out of watching me watch wrestling, I guess. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. It kind of like just kind of coaxed you into it. Like, hey, you know, yeah. this is awesome. And you just fell in love with it. Yep. yep. So do you watch any current wrestling right now or do you uh, stick to the independence, man? Yeah, it's, I'm when I'm when I watch wrestling, it's usually old old stuff. Like I just recently uh, finished like 80, 83 World Class, the beginning of the Freebird Von Eric thing, and then I watch a lot of, like early nineties All Japan, and I, I rarely ever if I if I watch current wrestling, it's usually just like one of the pay per views or something. Do you think it's oversaturated over um, too many too much? Do you think it's just what do, you, uh, what do you think the issue is with the current wrestling stuff? I don't know. I think it's probably just a generational thing. I think you care. I think, uh, how do you put it? I think you just, whatever it is that drew you in in the first place, you're always going to, you're always going to prefer that over anything else. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah. I, uh, the, I don't think there's anything wrong with current wrestling. I mean, they're doing, they're doing something right. <laughs> right, right, but, right. Yeah. 
I always say it where it's kind of like, um, oh, where was I going with that one? It's just, it's just not like it used to be. You don't have any surprises anymore. Yeah. You know, at the internet, you, you kind of know what's going to happen, like Survivor Series. Yeah. We kind of knew Randy Orton was coming back just because everybody talked about it. Yeah. And I instead of just getting that surprise, that buildup. I didn't even know he came back. <laughs> well, he hasn't come back yet. Like he's supposed oh. to like, and that's what they're just like, you know. Everybody just kept talking about, oh yeah, Randy's coming back, you know, all the news and stuff. No matter what you look at, it pops up. I'm like, uh, I, I kind of wanted to get that surprise. I like that surprise, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's leaked. It's leaking, is what, what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, it gets oh. leaked out because you're sitting there, you like you're watching, you get that reaction, like, oh yeah. Go crazy, but uh, can't get that anymore. You already know. Now you're just kind of waiting. All right, when's when are they coming out? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why I like independent scene because you know I mentioned um, XIW. Um, they do every other month their main their big show every other month. So you, yeah. you don't know. You know what's coming ahead, but you don't know who's gonna win. You know, there's no rumor leaking out of there, so they you guys keep it pretty tight and stuff like that. Um, so when you got in, interested in wrestling and and as, uh, into the business, where did you train and who was your trainer? So at first, uh, um, well, I first started training. I did the FCW beginners class down here when they were still. I was the very last uh, beginners class that they had. But yeah. of course, it only lasted. It was only like a four month thing. It was kind of, I don't know, some like depending on who you ask, a lot of people talk about FCW beginners as like a, they call it like a fantasy camp or that it was kind of a, like a gimmick, like a money grab thing. But I didn't, I never, I've never thought of it like that. Cause uh, I, I don't know. I, I loved, I loved what I got out of that. And I don't know, a lot of the guys in that, that, that would, that would get in into that school would look at it. Like they thought they were going to get signed out of that. They thought they were going to somehow that was going to be their ticket to the top. And I just never looked at it like that. And I knew I kind of, I don't know, I like to think I was smarter than to think that way. So that was never, that was never in my, in my head at all. And uh, from there I wound up. Uh, so, so the trainers there were Steve Kern and Norman Smiley. And uh, like I was talking earlier about Steve Kern, that was like a, that was like a really cool thing to get to like meet him in that way and get to train with him. I remember locking up with him one time. And just being like, like holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then Norman was kind of the guy. He was he was more the guy in the ring, you know. Um, I think Steve Kern had just gotten some surgeries or something, and by that point, he wasn't really in the ring much. But Norman Smiley would get in there and roll around with us. And uh, he knew a guy in the Tampa area because I, I I grew up in Land Lakes, which is about twenty miles north of Tampa, okay. and. Um, there's another, the only, like the only other game in town at that point was a place called, uh, it was called DWI, Definitive Wrestling International. And uh, the trainer was a guy, it was owned by a guy named uh, Anthony Devlin and the trainer was this guy named Frankie Reyes, who was a referee, uh, trained, he trained in like the, uh, I don't know, early 80s probably with uh, the great Malenko. So he had a lot of the old, like the old Malenko guys from that era would come through his school. That was in Riverview, Florida. So I got to meet guys like Frankie Lancaster, Mark Starr, uh, Hector Guerrero would come and uh, train, like, like help help us out training guys. And uh, I don't know. I know I'm, I'm missing a bunch, but there's a lot of 
a lot of cool guys coming in there and helping out. So that was where I got to meet a lot of a lot of a lot of good guys. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So being on the road and stuff, like, is there anybody? Because obviously you get to meet a lot of people. Yeah. Is there anybody who kind of you consider your closest friend that you just love traveling with? Well, yeah. It, uh, so learning, like I, in wrestling school, I kind of learned basics. I learned like how to do moves and how to execute moves, but nobody really taught me how to put it all together. You know, yeah. the way I learned that was uh, at that place in Riverview, Florida. Uh, Frankie Ray is a school. Uh, Michael Patrick showed up one day. He was moving. He he grew up in Florida, broke in in Florida, and then moved out to Texas and then came back around like 2013 when I was just getting started. And uh, I don't know, there was probably about five or six people in my in my class. And uh, he asked everyone. He just showed up to training one day and he asked everyone. He's like, I got a he's like, I got a trip planned to uh, North Florida this weekend. Anybody want to go? Anybody want to get in the car and just go wrestle? I was the only one that was like, yeah, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> So uh, we went, had our first match together, and uh, started just traveling. Every every, I started just jumping in the car and going. Uh, we wrestled each other probably for the first first year of knowing each other. Almost every almost every weekend, we'd wrestle against each other, and he's the one that kind of taught me how to have a match. He was the heel, I was the babyface, and uh, <laughs> after about a year, we uh, decided we'd start teaming. Nice. And that's how we started the Dirty Blondes. I don't mean to jump ahead on you. But I would say, it. to answer your question, I would say probably Michael Patrick. Gotcha. That's awesome. Okay. So Brian Brock, is he Bam Bam, I think I read, or part of the Dirty Blondes? What, how did you get your ring name? And what's your current ring name now? Uh, Brian Brock. Uh, big, uh, Different places, big bad Brian Brock. Some places just Buckshot Brock. So kind of <laughs> somewhat. Just go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. Just depends where you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this weekend, you said that you re- uh, traveled with um, a friend of ours of uh, the show, Jackson Slade. Yeah. Did you wrestle as Brian Brock? And how did that match go? Did you take him by the handlebar mustache and don't lose boss, or how'd that go? Yeah, no, he's got the weird curly, the curly thing going on. <laughs> but uh yeah we had a yeah we had a match uh he's tough man he's a tough dude i can tell he's been in the ring with vordell walker a lot lately <laughs> yeah oh, what was the outcome uh well he got the better of me this time but uh right. okay. i'm hoping to get another i'm hoping to get another shot so do you think you're gonna travel up to panama city to xiw and uh show us who's boss up here i'm hoping so yeah i was right. supposed to come up there uh, about a year ago, and it just it just didn't just didn't end up working out. So I'm hoping I can, hoping I can not, uh, wind up getting getting up there, awesome, and uh, definitely definitely would like to get in get in the ring with Jackson Slade again. Awesome. Oh, I, I hear a calling out there. <laughs> I heard a call. So, Jack, hey, so here's a part of Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast that I'm, I love to do the most. Um, Brian Brock sitting on our television on our TV screen here. He just called out Jackson Slade. Adrian Whisper, if you're going to watch this or listen to this, you need to make this happen. Brock versus Slade. Yeah, I know how much lo- I know how much love you have for Slade, um, Adrian. So make this stuff happen. So yeah, there we go. Hopefully, I'll see it. If I can, I just want to say hello to Adrian Whisper. Also, I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, man. Uh, he makes the best uh, etouffee. Also, yes, <laughs> man. It was scary because uh, I remember. 
three months ago. They had to cancel an event because he was in the hospital. So oh, he had yeah. a major infection in his ear, and it was pretty pretty bad. I remember hearing so about I can't wait to see him in December on December 2nd. So I'll pass it along that I talked to you if you hadn't if you didn't um, respond yeah. to you. So please do. Thank you. I, absolutely, man. So Rico. So well, I was asking you earlier where you're talking about, you know, having kids and stuff. Uh mm. so <laughs> when you decide to have a family, would you want them to kind of follow in your footsteps? Well, I guess that would I don't know. That'd just be up they'd have to take an interest in it. I don't know. I wouldn't force it upon anybody. Gotcha. I was curious because you know you get some just like, hey, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna love it. You're gonna do exactly what I did. Yeah, no, that's not what my parents ever would have done to me, and I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that either. Gotcha, gotcha. I was or maybe curious I, about that. I don't know. <laughs> just kind of let them get a feel for it, expose them to it, just like you were exposed to it, and kind of see where it goes from there. Yeah. And when you first got into back got into the business, that 2013, I think you said. Yeah. Um, yep. where did you make your wrestling debut, and who was your opponent, and what was the result? Uh, my first match, I was a tag team match, and it was like the typical uh, somebody didn't show up, so I got the I got the call. Me and my uh, another guy that I trained with named Dave Guevara. He was a really, really great dude. He doesn't wrestle anymore, but he's got a, he's got, he's doing the family thing and he's got a, he's married, uh, got a couple kids and he's doing great. Anyway, we wrestled a tag team called the Highwaymen, which was, uh, Butch Long and, uh, I forget his partner's name, but Butch Long was a, uh, like a, a guy down here in Tampa. He, he used to do, uh, a lot. He used to be like in WCW, got back and forth to Japan. I think he was in Puerto Rico. He was like a, he was like a like a definitely a well seasoned veteran. And uh, they just beat they just beat us up. <laughs> <laughs> I had a job at uh, Dunkin' Donuts at the time, and I I went into work the next day with a black eye, and they were like, "What the hell happened to you? <laughs> Did first... you get mugged?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice, Rico. Uh, so. What you were talking about, um, like kind of you started what 2012, 2013? Yep. Well, talk about before then, kind of like a, even go back to your high school. Did you play sports, football, or anything? And you just you <laughs> didn't, didn't want to go that route. You always had the wrestling in mind. Well, I was actually a band, I was a band kid. <laughs> I All right. Hey, everybody well, does band too. Yeah. I say band. I was, I was on the drum line. So I was one of the cool, I was I one of the cool ones. But yeah, I was band. I was a. Uh, uh, I played drums all through middle and high school, and uh, I don't really keep up with it anymore. But I will say, on my senior night, you know, in high school they do senior night, and you walk down the football field, and they announce what you plan to do after high school. Uh, I had already signed up for FCW, and they they made that big announcement that uh, I had uh, planning to pursue a career in pro wrestling. Yeah. Let me guess. You got a bunch of you know, your schoolmates like, oh man, what are you gonna do that for? No, they cheered. They actually got a pretty pretty good response. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So, in your career, have you won any titles? And can you tell us about them and who you defeated for those? And is there anybody that you're gunning for their title? Well, uh, most recently, I got the. Uh, FIP World Heavyweight Championship, which is pretty, mm -hmm. pretty. Uh, it's got some history behind it. 
Um, it's probably the most notable one, to be honest. I've gotten, uh, I've held, uh, I was an elite uh, championship, uh, elite championship wrestling tag team champion in Homa and Pensacola. I don't know if you remember any of those shows. Uh, All right. Not really. It was uh, like John Saxon and uh, I think Jackson Slade was there. I don't know. Uh, some other um, uh, NWA Florida tag team champion down here. I don't know. There's, I don't know. There's a few others. <laughs> you mentioned John Saxon. I give uh, Jackson Slade a hard time because John Saxon's kind of stepped into the management role of Slade and Fordell Walker and Sal and I call I, I give shit to Jackson Slade all the time that John Saxon's a puppet master and he's controlling every mood that you know. So yeah, I give crap to John Saxon all the time. So, but again, <laughs> he hasn't came out and said anything back. So I don't know, man. Maybe not, but whatever. Yeah. That's cool though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Saxon's awesome, man. He's one yeah, of the they, no, they are, and I say that I give him shit, but you know, I as a work as a podcast guy, really oh. in person, they're really good friends, you know, and that's. Yeah, I just love to stir the pot in my on my podcast most of the time. So you know. it's what he does best. I just do it, <laughs> Rico. So uh, I was because we talked about watching um, you know, uh, like WWE stuff like that, like AEW. But you said you like watching the older stuff. Mm -hmm. So what would you say? Like, do you have a couple favorite matches from from those back in the day? Favorite matches. Um, hmm. Well, one uh, just off the top of my head, there's a uh, one All Japan match. There's uh, Terry Gordy and uh, Masawa, like '91 All Japan. Forget the exact it's, uh, on YouTube. I watch it all the time. <laughs> there's another, uh, actually, uh, Jake the Snake and Randy Savage from Tuesday in Texas, '91. Hmm. Uh, that's the one where he get bit, where Macho Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's the one where he got wrapped up in the ropes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. And uh, he does the. There's the deal at the end with Elizabeth, where he winds up. He winds up putting his hands on Elizabeth. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Man, that that reminds me of uh, I don't know if you remember it, the uh, Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man uh, career. Versus career match, mm -hmm. that just stands up there, man. I love that match. Oh yeah, it was back when I mean wrestling still entertaining. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's not like it was back in the day. Yeah, you don't feel it like that anymore. <laughs> like the emotion, I don't know. I get, I don't know. At least for me, that's how it is. No, I agree with you. you. It's still exciting. I still love watching it, but it's it's not the same. Right. I, I think after the Attitude Era, things kind of dwindled down. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I'd have to say that about all sports, to be honest with you. Back in the day, in the 80s and 90s with the, the bad boys, the Pistons and the Celtics and the Bulls, yeah. that was basketball. Now oh, it is, it's not. You know, I was listening to uh, – a sports show they were talking NFL back in the 80s and 90s when there was or when there was Lawrence Taylor and Dorsett's and all them those guys you, you got hit when you got hit you got hit yeah now now this is a totally different ball game nowadays and Tom Brady said it he goes we're so protected that the game's not even close to being what it was back yeah in the 80s I actually 
I just watched that actually. Yeah. Talking yeah. about oh, did you? <laughs> it's up yeah, to no. players to protect themselves. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I was like, so it is so true. Mm-hmm. Even if there's even if the um the entertainment sports uh sports sport of wrestling changed so much, yeah. you know, so no, like you you mentioned the bad boys. I was uh watching a, a story about how it was back in the day where you would get clotheslined trying to go in for a layup, yep. you know, and now you barely get a, a tap. I seen a guy who barely, his finger barely nicked his arm yep. after he had already shot the ball. They're like, yep. Oh no, foul. Yep. <laughs> Come on, man. Just so what's like, your entrance music coming to the ring? Oh God. That's one thing I haven't, I don't know. It's so hard. It changes like every, every couple weeks. <laughs> that, haven't found one you really want to stick with. Well, I found a lot that I really want to stick with. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this past weekend, I used Over the Mountain by Ozzy. Okay. I like that. That's a go-to. I like, uh, there's a band called The Sword that I really like from Austin, Texas. They got a song called Freya that I just like. The Got a good groove. Okay. Yep. Uh, with the Dirty Blondes, we did have a, we had a song that we always used. It was the Guns N' Roses version of Hair of the Dog. Okay. Ah. Yeah. That was a that was a that was a fun one to come out to. And then I always like coming out to Kiss. I love it loud, like Doc and Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like a lot of the rock songs. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Right. I'm gonna find one, see if you like it. All right. <laughs> like play this as your intro. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um as far as matches go, hardcore matches, cage matches bull rope matches that your uh, Rico brought up. Mm-hmm. Is there any match that you enjoy the most? And um, can you talk about this bull rope match, bull rope match coming up? Yeah. Uh, well, my favorite match is probably just like the standard, like falls count anywhere, wrestle around the building. I love, I don't know. I love doing those. It's a lot of fun yeah. and uh, kind of fits and in, fits into my style, I guess. And, yeah. uh, I have a lot of fun doing those. And then as far as this bull row match coming up, it's for the FIP world title. Yep. Wrestling guy named August Artois. And uh, he's a, uh, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's sharp and he's, he's a, uh, you know, he's got a lot to say. So it'll be an interesting match. Well, qu- question for you. Do you have something you want to say to him right now? <laughs> hey, you know, he, uh, I don't know if you guys keep up with FIP or anything, but we were we were in a group, and uh, he had the, he had the uh, big world title shot, and our uh, manager, superstar Sean Davis, uh, we wound up turning on August and uh, taking the contract and putting my name on it. So I got the title shot and ended up winning. So August has been crying that he got his back. Or that we turned our back on him. He got stabbed in the back, and we'll, you know, all I can say is, hey, welcome. You know, welcome to wrestling. There you go. <laughs> when you don't nice. know what you're doing, when you don't know what you're doing, you get chewed up and spit out, and that's what happens. So you're a heel then. Is that what I'm hearing? Or? Uh, yes. 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 yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. What was his own name? I was watching you. Uh, Cha Cha. Uh, Cha Cha Charlie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching you wrestle him, man. I was like, that, that, that was a good match. You guys oh. really put on a good match right there. And I love how I was like, all right, man, this is about to put me here. Here you go. Just already attacking them. 
Like, well, we're getting started early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does FIP and Thunder Championship Wrestling do a lot of stuff together, or a lot of guys go back and forth? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, shared shared talent there. Um, I don't know that they, I don't know that they like work, inter, like inter promotional wise or anything. Right. There's a lot of the same guys. Okay. Awesome. Uh, on each show. Yep. So, um, Tokyo Masha Kahegas, um, I had, we had him on the show about um, two months ago, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Bless his heart. I love him. Uh, he's helping us get um, talent onto the show. And it's, um, we're looking at uh, trying to get some footage to showcase t- um, Thunder Championship Wrestling. So I'm looking forward to that. Rico and I had an amazing interview with um, Tokyo Kahegas. Um, yeah. Great guy. Oh, uh, yeah. What can you talk can you, about? How? What can you tell us about your time spent at TCW? Oh man, TCW. They're they're doing it right, man. They're in uh they're in Polk County, Florida. They run they run all over Polk County, which is like it's a very rural area. So there's not a whole lot to do. Uh, it's not like Tampa or Orlando where you know you can just look at the newspaper and like. Or, or <laughs> look at the newspaper. You can look at your phone, and it's like Aerosmith is in town. You know, okay. like I don't know, sports team. <laughs> Basically, the point I'm making is, uh, Polk County. There ain't a lot to do, so they love their wrestling. They come out for it, and uh, every every show there is is packed house. It's it's a fun it's a fun time. It's a good atmosphere, and it's it's fun for us to to be in front of people like that. Yeah. So how yeah. successful have you been in TCW? Pretty successful. I uh, I wrestled in the first uh, TCW championship match, and uh, it was a battle royal. And uh, I wound up getting tossed out by Rich, but I got the fr- I got a rematch, and uh, I had it I had it I had it in the bag. And then this guy Tito Tito Torres came out and cost me the match. So mm. got a little bit of unfinished business with him. I'm planning to take care of on December first. So you're talking about Rich, um, Rich Portaiela? Yeah. He's on the podcast next Tuesday. So is there anything you need to say to him? Um, can you tell us about him? Um, you guys good well, friends? Uh, what's that? You guys close in the ring? Are you guys competitors no. in the ring, or you hate him, or love him, or? Oh, I don't like him at all. <laughs> when you all talk right. to him, just tell him that once I'm done with Tito, I'm 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 coming back after him. So Brian Brox is coming after you. So. Yeah. Rich, I, I don't know if you'll see this, but there's another challenge. I, I love challenges, man. It like, makes me excited about you guys um, throwing out those challenges. So, yeah, I, I'll talk about I'll talk about Brian Brock next Tuesday then. All right. So Tito, just know you're in the way, man. He's planning to yeah. break you. <laughs> yeah, Tito, we're gonna take care of Tito. Then we're gonna come after Brock. So not Brock, but after Rich, Rich Port, Richie. <laughs> so, um. What can you talk about our my friend uh Master Tehagas? What what kind of um is he like a mentor to you? Would you, do you oh, look up to him every you know what you're doing or yeah, big time. Definitely a mentor. When I uh when I first started or when I first kind of got done with the tag team uh doing the dirty blondes thing and was on my own, he was like a big uh he was like a big help because I had never I don't know, I'd spent I started wrestling in 2013. I was in a tag team by 2014, and that was all I did up until, I don't know, just a couple of years ago. And uh, he helped me a lot. He helped helped me a lot, just giving me opportunities to just do it and pushing me. Like one thing, I hate I hate uh, 
Well, I'm getting better at it now, but I, I think, but I, I hate promos, but he's always pushing me. He's pushing me to do promos and to talk. And I think he just, I don't know. I think he just knows I have it in me and he pushes me to bring it out. You know, that's awesome. man. Gotcha. He's, awesome. he's definitely a mentor to me. Yeah. It's one of those where, you know, if somebody believes in you, they're going to keep pushing you because they see something in you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that goes along with that line that Rico and I talked a lot of wrestlers about, um, Paying attention to those guys in the back, like Tokyo. Mm. Uh, we I, so is that uh, something that you see that a lot of people don't do, or just, is, are, are you guys all paying attention because you know that you need to? Well, I think it just depends on how well you can take criticism. Because you know, Gagas, he doesn't. He's just going to tell you straight up. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> doesn't show things, and uh, you know. He's not the type of guy that's going to waste his breath either, you know. If he tells right. you something and you apply it the next time, he's going to notice that and it'll help you some more. But, you yeah. know, he's not going to, you know, he's not he's not worried about you unless you're worried about yourself. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like that type of thing. Now, was Billy Silverman in that group with, with TCW? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, he's awesome, man. He'll be on the show <laughs> mid-December, I believe. Oh, awesome! He's he's awesome. He's a great, dude. It's <laughs> it's crazy having him around. Just 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 based on his history, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> turn on. He's the referee, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. You can turn on. You can turn on anything from like you know those old like those late late nineties nitros, and he's all over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey Rico, it's your turn, man. I'm sorry, but blowing up. Oh no, man. We're asking away. I'm just having a ball. <laughs> <laughs> so is there one person or maybe a couple to where when you're in the ring with you feel the most comfortable like the safest no i just i love being in the ring with this person uh hmm yeah uh well most recently there's a guy named uh named steven frick i've been wrestling pretty often and we just we don't have to even really talk about anything we just go out there and do our thing and it's usually pretty solid and uh who else i know there's more <laughs> i'm drawing a blank <laughs> uh i mean kagas is another one i i always know i don't you know don't have to worry about anything when i'm in there with him uh yeah i'm sorry <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was actually just watching um uh, Stone Cold talk about him and The Rock, and he's <laughs> same like kind of the chemistry was just so perfect. Like, like yeah. they didn't even have to talk; they just went in there and put on one hell of a show. Yeah, man, I would say I would actually, you know, based on chemistry, I would I would probably say that guy Stephen Frick. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's been on TCW and uh, yeah. FIP. He's gotcha. somebody to keep an eye out for. Yeah, yeah. So you were at the end of your career or getting to that, and uh, there had to be one ultimate dream match, whether it's in the independents, whether it's in the majors. What would the, Who would you want, and what kind of match would you want? My dream match? Yeah. Be, uh, <laughs> I've always said it would be uh, against Steve Carino in a bull rope match. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he had the one with Dusty, yeah. and, and Dusty gave him – Dusty did like the he got the arm scars, 
<laughs> and if I got to have one with, with Steve Carino, I would want to get the arm scars. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Oh, so what um what's your favorite match that you've been in? Like off the top of your head, just it was actually your your it, favorite matches that you've had. It would probably be a tag match. Uh me and Michael Patrick as the Dirty Blondes against uh Cahagas and Michael Tarver. That happened mm. that happened at Thunder Championship Wrestling, uh probably two thousand nineteen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Get your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I mean, you said I hesitate and, with that one. You get <laughs> your, I mean, you mentioned Cahagas and Tarver, man. Those boys are bad dudes. Yeah. But I love that. I love that style. Yeah. That's that's the way I try to be. So, They're bad dudes. That's how you got to get in there with the guys that know how to do it. <laughs> so, I'm Jackson Slade, and I'm preparing for you, and we're not getting that match. And, what kind of signature holds and moves should someone anticipate? From me? Coming from, yeah, coming from you. Okay, yeah. Uh, definitely look out for the clothesline, Lariat. If I, if, I can, if I can get that on you, there's a good chance uh, that's going to be it. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's kind of like right. that that, that uh, JBO clothesline, clothesline yeah. from hell. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, actually, yeah, that's who I try to, so I try to emulate. <laughs> Man, that looks like he tries to take people's heads off with it. Yeah. There oh, you go. Man. So, sorry. Something was bothering my, my contact mess with me. Um, Because you've been doing this, what, 11 years now? 11, uh, 12 years? Uh, yeah, Jan- yeah. January will be 11 years. What advice would you give to the rookies just starting their journey? Oh, what, what would you say to them? Just, just learn your basics. Learn how to... Uh, Learn how to, not to sound too artsy or anything, learn how to color in the lines before you try to color outside the lines. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah. Like, learn- I can't tell you how many guys there are that can go out there and do a million crazy, crazy things and then not, not lock up or grab a headlock properly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Can Focus. do a 360 foot, Leon, but uh, can't do an arm drag or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Yeah, just stick with the basics, the fundamentals, and and also from there. And also, uh, re- like just wrestle as much as you can. Be in the ring as every chance you get. Get out there and wrestle. So have you uh, sustained any injuries in your career, and um, what kind of moves hurt the most? When you man, I've been I've been really lucky, man. I haven't I haven't had anything crazy happen, knock on wood. But uh, yeah, other than a few, uh, I don't know, gotten rocked a couple times, but nothing crazy. <laughs> what what move hurts the most? Uh. I would say what hurts the worst? Hmm. Probably one of the Cahagas' chops. I was just gonna say that. Cahagas chop. I got a chair behind me right there that came from the XIW event. Oh yeah. There's a dent in it. Like I mean, I sat I was the front row in that man. I, I think uh Damien Wayne took it from uh Slade, or Slade took it from Damien Wayne. Uh and that sounded like it hurt like heck. 
Oh, yeah. Like, so I, I can't imagine a clothesline <laughs> from Cahagas not feeling too good either. So, yeah. For a yeah. chop, a chop, Chair- nevertheless. Yeah, chairs ain't no fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever, uh-huh. uh, like, who, who's uh, kind of, I guess, gave, just made your bell ring, rung your bell? Like, accidentally hit you, but hit you really good. Oh, uh, well, there's a guy down here uh, named, uh, <laughs> I feel I feel bad saying this about him, uh, Jerome Hendricks, because he's a great, he's a great dude. But uh, he's caught me with some taters in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh actually took a chair shot one time from a dude named, uh, there's a wrestler named Mike Sullivan, who was uh, really big down here in probably like late 90s, early 2000s. He was also uh, wrestled as Freedom Rider. He caught me with a chair shot one time that definitely, I definitely felt that one. <laughs> All right. Feeling it the next day. Yeah. Next week. Did Slade hit you with any hard shots? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's tough. I, we were, yeah, we were giving each other some hard shots, and he was right there. He was right there, bringing it, bringing it back. <laughs> yep, yep. Was, have um, you ever uh, chopped somebody yourself, and you're just like, as you did it in your head, like, I know that hurt him. Yeah, I, I know ch- that. <laughs> Got to do that every time I chop. So. <laughs> So that leads me to that ultimate question everybody asks um, the, the professional wrestlers. What do you have to say to those unbelievers that what you guys do is real? Huh. I don't know, man. I just, I don't really have anything to say because they're just ignorant. <laughs> fair. Fair. Facts. Fair enough. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, I wouldn't want to go in there and do it. I, like, mean, I don't I'm know just... of anything. I don't know of anything stupider you could say. <laughs> all right, fair. I mean, that's just straight blunt to the point because it's honestly the truth. You know, you could talk all the jazz you want about it, but until you step in there yourself, you're, yeah, you're never like, gonna know. Like, if you're someone that gets it and you're trying to explain it to someone that doesn't get it, usually they're not even willing to get it. <laughs> You know what I mean? They already have their mind made up, and you're not going to change their mind, so why why bother? Go take that superplex off that top turnbuckle. You know, yeah, you know how that feels. Yeah, tell yeah. me that doesn't hurt. <laughs> like, oh, don't tell my don't tell my knees and shoulders that it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. So, there do you, you have any um, like uh, because you travel the road? Do you have any crazy road stories? Like, what's the craziest thing that's happened on the road to you? Oh man, nothing, nothing, nothing really jumps out. I never did anything real crazy. Anybody uh, else done something crazy you've been with? Oh man. Uh, not, not really. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nothing. Oh, like, you're good. Fair enough, man. Hey, if you ain't got him, you ain't got him. Yeah. That's a good thing. It means nobody's doing nothing crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so we're let's talk about fans and your fan interactions, the merch table. Um, what do you enjoy most about interacting with your fans? And do you have any memorable fan encounters? Uh well, I have uh I like yeah, you know, I like talking to I like I like talking with the with the fans that uh appreciate appreciate what we do and the ones that you know, of course, want to spend their money. I appreciate that. 
And then uh, as far as bad encounters, uh, I didn't have any, I've never really had any bad encounters at, at the merch table, but uh, I have had a fan try to get involved in a match one time. We had to, we had to take care of that. It was a, uh, it was a, it was a tag team. Like it was a, we were in a bar. It was a tag team match and we're, we're doing, we're fighting by the bar and we uh, get into the spot and my partner uh, kind of nudged into this guy to get, to like get up near the bar where we needed to be to do what we were trying to do. And uh, the guy, the guy shoved him, shoved, shoved Mike, my partner. Mike turned around and shoved him on his ass and threw a beer on him. And then the mistake Mike made is he turned his back on the guy and went back to doing what we were doing. Well, about, about a few seconds later, the guy comes up behind him and grabs him and puts him in like a, like a chokehold. And uh, I walked over, or I, I started making, I saw what was going on and like ran and made my way over there to uh, get on the guy. And there's beer all over the ground at this point. So I'm slipping around. It looks like a hockey fight. And I finally got, I got a hold of the guy and got him in a front, like, like a, like a front face lock and just started like trying to get him in the ribs and you just, just beat him up until somebody came and got him and they finally pulled us all apart. But that's probably the craziest fan interaction I've ever had. So Jackson Slade pops into the chat. So Jackson, he's challenged you to a match and we need to talk to whisper about bringing him up to XIW in Panama city. So you guys get each other. But Jackson Slater has a memorable moment. That oh. time in Dauphin, where he <laughs> where we caught a Pete show at the hotel. Now you gotta tell us about that. Oh, you man. see, you hid that from us. Now Jackson Slade, one of the one of the smartest things he's done so far in the last three months, oh, is sharing that. That. Was, that wasn't me that spotted that. I actually can't remember. We were so we did a uh, we were in Dothan. We did a uh, the. Uh, Continental Championship Wrestling Reunion show. And uh, it was like me, uh, Slade, I think Ryan Ocean was with us. Uh, I think it was, I think it was just us. and uh, Or no, Saxon was there too. And uh, I think Saxon, I think, no, it wasn't Saxon. It was somebody else went to like get a drink or get ice or something at the hotel and walked past somebody's room and you peeked in there and saw them, you know, doing their thing <laughs> and then yeah, i don't know that was basically it he came and got us and we all we all we all went and saw it for ourselves there you go. Thanks, <laughs> that's what it was. i don't believe you i don't believe whoa okay <laughs> <laughs> at least that's my recollection of it that was actually a pretty pretty foggy night for me <laughs> there you go there you go there you go <laughs> if you have uh slade on here he'll he'll give you a better version of it um, uh, if Slade if Slade can come on here next week prior to the match and maybe face his dad on a one on one little face off, maybe if he has the guts to face his dad, I don't know. Uh, but uh, he's kind of scared, I think, of Vader and Whisper um, coming into this cage match. I don't know. I, I don't know, right, Jackson? If, I, I think Jackson well, I should say, right now. <laughs> I should say if John Saxon lets Jackson come on the show, uh, then uh. we'll hear that story. But well, well, I'll try to get that story. <laughs> he's just digging into you man <laughs> Rico uh, so where do you see like in maybe the next 5-10 years man um, do you plan on uh, trying to progress up into the you know like WWE status AEW or do you want to keep it in the indies 
Uh, I mean, of course, I'd love, I would love that. It's never when I got into wrestling, that was never like a. It was never my, uh, like my ultimate goal. It was never like I had to be in WWE. And I have to, I have to make it there. It wasn't ever like that. I just wanted to be a wrestler. <laughs> I wanted to travel. And I wanted to just make a living at it. That that would be my ultimate goal: is just to make a living as a wrestler, whatever that looks like. You know, I would say my biggest uh, goal or dream right now is is uh, to get to Japan. That would be, that would be like the ultimate thing for me gotcha yeah no, that's pretty awesome man I, a lot of guys love it a lot of guys love it i gotta say this um jackson said this right it's brian's time he mad respect from jackson to brian it's brian's time not his so thank you for that mad respect so which brings me to this um next question um how important is and this was brought up to uh rico and i by to by tokyo Cahagas. This topic, I've never thought about this topic until I interviewed him. So let's talk about brotherhood in the business of professional wrestling and follow that up with paying your dues back to the business. You talked about how important brotherhood is and what it means to pay back to the business. Uh, sure. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot of times when you're traveling and stuff, that's all you, all you got is each other, you know, like it gets, uh, I don't know. A lot of just dealing, dealing with promoters, dealing with traveling, all of it. It, it, it gets kind of, it wears on you. So it's good to have a group of guys that you can count on and rely on and uh, don't mind, you know, spending a lot of time with. Because <laughs> like, you know, there ain't nothing, ain't nothing glamorous about it except for, you know, the 15 or 20 minutes we get in the ring. And then far as like the paying your dues thing you know i think it's really important it it gives it gives you a respect for what we do and you know if everything's just handed to you then what does it mean right. you know now paying yeah. your dues means you're we're talking get there early set the setting the ring up setting the chairs up staying late after you went 15 minutes 15 20 minutes busting your ass in the ring getting hurt then just take it all down. That's is that what you're talking about paying the dues? Is that part of that? Uh yeah. I mean that that is definitely part of it. And then also just the, the traveling, uh, you know, driving, not making much money. I think uh staying, you know, five, six guys in a hotel, uh like doing like pulling the mattress off the box spring and two on a mattress, two on a box spring, maybe somebody on an air mattress, just Finding a way to make it happen, you know, even when you don't have a lot to work with, I think is, I think that's paying your dues. I, I was going to ask that too. How many, how many people have you had to fit in one room? <laughs> oh man, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, probably, probably like, probably six or seven. It's a good number of people for one yeah. room, man. And, uh, but most, uh, we've also, a lot in a car too. We've probably have been in like, like a normal, like a sedan type car with eight, eight people. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a misconception of fans, especially that uh, we all think that you guys are glamorous and you guys live this lifestyle because you're professional wrestling and talk, talking to a lot of people. We, I began to understand that that's not, it's not about that. It's not all that glitz and glamorous. You guys, 
have to have share hotel rooms, have to share um, rides because you guys don't make as much as everybody thinks you guys do doing the match. So I've, I've had a lot of mad respect for that, for what you guys do and what you put yourself through. And then how you get to a place, you go shoot six, seven guy, big guys like you in a sedan. <laughs> you guys are traveling. It's got to be like sardines, you know, and then yeah. now you just wrestle a match. And now we're going to stay in a hotel on a, like you said, a box spring. Yeah. That that's not fun either. You know? And so mad respect goes out to you guys doing that. Definitely. That just shows, you know, how how much you guys love the business because you're willing to go through all that. Absolutely. Just just put on a show to do what you love to do. You know, you not getting paid that much and jam packed in a car in a hotel, and but you still go out there and give it your all all the time, man. Yeah, and a Saturday Saturday starts at uh, ten o'clock in the morning for you guys. It doesn't get over until the two or three hours after the show is over. Yeah, and so you guys are so yeah, mad respect because what you guys do is not. I don't think a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people understand that mm-hmm. part of it. So I don't yeah. know if I'm right or not, but I don't think. Oh, no, definitely. Oh, no, you are. Yeah, it's absolutely so, right. It's that determination. Yeah, you know, and it's like those things. You know, you you're gonna do what you can do to make your next bound to and and the new Japan. Or whatever you you have to start here and it's going to take several years to get to what your final goal is and yeah if you don't put in the work they're not going to get that so yeah definitely yeah, yeah. and that business nothing's going to get handed to you you have to bust your butt and get take it yourself mm-hmm. so have you ever uh i'm pretty sure you probably come across a couple guys who had those egos where ah, i don't I don't need to help set nothing up, man. I just come here, wrestle. That's all I got to do. Or help out with anything, you know. I don't mm-hmm. know if you have, but, I mean, I've heard stories from guys where you get the guys with the big egos feel like they don't have to help out in any way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think trying to probably run into that in any anything, you know, any any job. But uh, I don't know. I, I've always tried to not really worry too much about what other people were doing and just stick to what I'm stick to what I'm doing, you know, I know as long as I'm, as long as I'm doing what I know I'm supposed to do, then I don't know, all I worry about. Yep. Yep. So I've told you in the beginning that I have the foster kid, foster parent. I, I have eight kids and um, yeah, they, uh, they gave some questions. I, they're the same questions, but um, they want me to ask them. So it's just a fire questions. Okay. Ready? All right. <laughs> Favorite movie. Ooh. Uh, my cousin Vinny. Cousin Vinny, good one. Favorite TV show? It's a tie. That's a tie. Uh, The Sopranos or Trailer Park Boys? I haven't watched that yet. (laughs) I love Trailer Park Boys. I've been told I need to check that out. But Sopranos, love the Sopranos, man. Oh yeah. All right. Do you read books? If so, what's your favorite book? Um, all-time favorite book is The Old Man and the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway. Favorite food? Ooh, barbecue. barbecue. Probably pork, like pork. Uh, Boston butt. <laughs> What's your favorite cartoon? Johnny Bravo. Oh, man. Man, I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, you play video games? I mean, I've never been, I've never gotten into the video games other than like sports 
games. Like I, I used to play a lot of uh, MLB The Show <laughs> on uh, PlayStation Two. That's the last gaming system I had was PlayStation Two. If that gotcha. if that tells you anything. <laughs> Does pineapple belong on pizza? Um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay yeah. with it. I don't, I don't order it, but I have had it. Now I, I don't hate it. <laughs> Do you acknowledge the tribal chief? Oh, oh, what what does that mean? Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, 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 and then I throw this one in there. Well, first of all, um, big plans for Thanksgiving. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food, man? Uh, I like the uh, candy yams. Yeah, okay. I don't know. You guys do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. Not anymore. I haven't done it in a long time, but. <laughs> so here's a TikTok question. I, I I started this journey on TikTok. So this the TikTok question of the of Russell Talk. Don't think too much about this. Okay. Who is the greatest WCW champion of all time? Uh, besides David Arquette. David Arquette. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the kids' questions they had for you. Right. So, um, yeah, and I have a chat question for you. A comment. Okay. Nothing's handed to you unless you're Jake Paul. Uh, what's your hot take on that? That, that? that sounds like more like a statement. <laughs> there you go. I agree. I agree. Agree. So a uh, um, huge pop. Let me ask you, because yeah. I already know the answer. But say what? Who's the great? I was going to ask huge pop. Who's the greatest WCW champion of all time? My favorite great that's David Arquette. But I like Sting. <laughs> See, I was I thought he was gonna say Sting, Sting. all day. Sting all day. <laughs> Best wrestler around, Sting all day. And you know he, he's retiring. Sad day. Sad day. <laughs> that's all right. Uh Mr. Brian, if you could go back and turn back time, what retired wrestler would you have loved to have had a match with? Terry Gordy. Yep. He's my all time, all time, Terry Gordy. Okay. Here you go. I, I would definitely, I was thinking about that, man. If I was wrestling, I call me crazy, but Mick Foley. Oh, I'd yeah. I'd have a crazy match with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, have, have you done, ever had the, the thumbtacks match or anything like that? The barbed wire? Mm, no. I never done. I, no, I never have. I've done like crazy, like street fight type stuff, but I never did like the the death match stuff. So some of that no. stuff looks pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how would you best describe your wrestling style, and um, what can fans expect from you in their matches to see? I just uh, try to hit hard, and uh, yeah, I try to hit hard and keep the action keep the action going gotcha. i like that uh i guess in uh simple terms i would just say a brawler <laughs> okay like trying to knock people's heads off yeah 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 like i said i love that early 90s all japan style i love okay. uh if you remember when uh mid-south turned into universal wrestling federation i love that style mm-hmm. uh yeah i just like big I don't know. I just love heavyweight wrestling. Nice, nice. So, so what is your take on um, you know, when guys hit somebody now, or they do the super kick, they do the smack of the leg, and you can every single time, or they clap their hands, or whatever. What, what, what is your take on that? Do you like I, it or silly? I think it's 
I think it's kind of dumb. I mean, unless you can make it look really good, but I don't know. I'd rather just hit somebody and make a noise than not hit them and slap my thigh. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, what you kind see of... some of them, man. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Come on, what were you thinking, man? Yeah. So, what does being a wrestler and being involved in the wrestling business mean to you in your personal life? Man, it's kind of uh, I don't know. It's like a, I, it's like my identity amongst uh, my friends and stuff. I'm the, I'm the rest, I'm the wrestler guy, <laughs> you know, with my friends and family that aren't in that aren't involved in wrestling um you know it's a it's it's a big part of uh who i am to them so you know i love <laughs> awesome and you got everybody support you and everything family and friends nobody goes against you on it oh yeah no i got yeah that's no, awesome man i got a lot of yeah i got a good i got a lot of uh, support yeah awesome. so a wrestling match, I'm sure, takes a lot of thought process of what what the outcome is going to be and how it's going to go. Yeah. And how do referees function in a live match? Like, how important is it for you guys to have a good relationship with the ref and communication with the ref, the other part, your part, your opponent, and the and the guys in back that are talking all the time and to make it go? Well, I think with the ref, I don't know a good ref, a a. a I don't know. You got you do have to be on the same page. Like if it's a if it's just a normal one on one match, you, all three people in the ring have to be on the same page, and uh, it doesn't necessarily require a lot of uh, com- like verbal communication. A good ref is going to know where to be, and a good you know wrestler will know not to bury his ref and make him look stupid. You know. Ever been in a match that that happened where your opponent? Oh yeah, buried the ref and or did something dumb that you were like. Yeah. After afterwards, you want to get out of that ring and back in the back and beat this beat the piss <laughs> out of him for doing something dumb. Well, uh, no specific, no no like specific match comes to mind. I just hate when uh, I just hate it when like when the refs like when you're blatantly cheating in front of the ref. You know, it's like I don't know if you like if. Like if you were standing on the corner and you saw somebody just walk up and and like beat the shit out of an old person and a cop was standing right there, would you be more mad at the guy that beat up the old person or more mad at the cop for not doing anything? You know what I mean? Yeah, man, that's your job. Protect. Like, yeah, like the heat. So just like the psychology of the match, the the heat is in the wrong place if the ref sees what's going on, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Rico. Have you ever, have you guys ever had like big brawls break out backstage where people are just not getting along miscommunication? Yeah. Stuff like that happens, but it usually gets sorted out before it gets too far. Good. Yeah. Doesn't get too crazy. No, nah. I, now, do you sit? Do you got you, know, you? You were TCW, FIP. Are those your two main um, promotions you um, deal with, or do you have others around you that you enjoy traveling to as well? Yeah, here lately, that's kind of the main main two places I've been been working uh, consistently. Okay. I'll uh, 
uh, I was recently up in Canada for a, a promotion called Project X Wrestling. Hoping to get back out there soon. Um, there's a spot in Virginia, Virginia Championship Wrestling that I've uh, worked for in the past. That uh, I'm hoping to get back up there for them soon. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, it's just kind of uh, also uh, CCW in uh, in Florida. They run Florida Tennessee. So that Coastal Championship Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Good, good, good guys. Good guys. So what kind of goals do you still have for the next five years? Uh, my biggest goal, like I was saying earlier, is just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how, when or how, but I'd love to, I would love to get a chance to wrestle in Japan. Y'all you, make it happen, man. There's um, a will, there's a way. I appreciate it. <laughs> Rico. Uh, I asked my last question already, man. I'm sorry. All I right. wasted it. All right. Um, <laughs> Do you feel comfortable just staying in the independence or would you like a contract uh, with the, the AEW, ROH, Impact, NWA? I'm comfortable in the independence. I would love, I mean, I would love, you know, a contract, but at the same time, contracts can get on that unless it's like, I don't know, I guess unless it's WWE or uh, AEW, uh, I think contracts can get kind of messy sometimes. So I'm happy being an independent okay. and, you know, it doesn't mean, uh, I don't know. It's not that I'm not am ambitious or anything. It's just, I like, I like my freedom and I'm, I like, I don't know. I love being an independent wrestler. All right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I have a couple more. So if a booker or a company would book you, where would they contact you? Is, is there anything that you would like to tell the HPWP fans and your fans um, before we get out of here. Uh, well, to contact me, I'm just Brian Brock on Facebook and uh, Brian Brock Wrestling on Instagram. Um, what, what was the other question again? I'm sorry. Um, is there anything you'd like to tell the HPW, the Huge Pop oh. Wrestling Podcast fans or your fans? Yeah. Um, oh, you know, just, just let them know what's going to happen. Yeah, just thanks for tuning in, man. Thanks for, uh, I don't know, thanks for caring, caring what I <laughs> what I have to say about stuff. I don't know. This is the this is the first time I've really done anything like this, so I appreciate y'all having me. And oh, not really a problem. Appreciate man. you coming. Everybody on, tuning uh, in that bull rope match, man. Yeah, what, yeah. What's the date? That's uh December uh, Sunday, December tenth at OCC Roadhouse in Clearwater, Florida. Is uh, that getting uh, um uh, live streamed on anything? Uh, uh I don't think. If anything, it's a inner uh eye pay per view. Eye pay per view. I do believe it's an eye pay per view. So is it FIP or TCW? Uh, WWN Live. Uh, FIP. FIP? Okay. Yeah, w, it's WWN FIP. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'd like to say thank you to Brian Brock. Thank you um, to TCW and Cahagas. Thank you. Um, I look forward to doing – Rico, oh, I look forward to doing – yes, go ahead. Also, uh, December 1st, Sanders Lakeside, uh, TCW. TCW. I believe that's okay. at 8 o'clock bell times, Friday night. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the shit out of Tito Torres. Oh, Tito I want to see that. There you yeah. go. Another match. <laughs> Tito Torres, you got better. You, have, you got your hands full. Like looking at this guy Brian Brock, I don't know how tall he is, how big he is, but he looks like a monster. And I don't think I'd mess with him. And um, I know I wouldn't mess with him. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, Brian, for coming on the show. Thank, thank you, TCW, uh, Tokyo Cahagas, for setting this up. I look forward to doing more with TCW. I'd like to have you back yes. around on, on in 2024 uh, to check up and see how you're doing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, am so grateful for the opportunity. And um, Brian, I'm going to play a closing song, closing a uh, little promo thing. Thank you again. Don't go anywhere. Don't click off here. Uh, I'd like to talk to you in the lobby after this Definitely. closing. Thank stuff. you, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, huge pop wrestling fans. Rico, Brian, we love you guys. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you for watching at all platforms. You'll see the platforms listed at the end of this video. Thank you again, and um, you guys be blessed. All my dogs, make some noise up in this house. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out. Fight with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with the devil. Because when he's dealing with you, you cannot get on this level. Fight with Adrian Whisper's like. It's like a fight with a king, it's like a fight with an army, they got the tanks and everything He's leaving bruises and stitches, possibly leaving you crippled Cause when he sets up the table and sends you straight through the middle Take sadistic free, beat that ass with a light bulb Leave a piece of glass embedded in the back of your skull Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know it's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then you